Welcome back to Journey Through Limbo, uh, a podcast presented on the Crit Hit Wild Network. Um, I am your host, Jason, or Justy, on all the MCP groups, forums, etc. My co-host is Brian. Brian, how are you today? You know, I was going to correct you a moment ago. I thought the name of the podcast was Journey to Limbo, but that is absolutely not the case. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No, no, no. It is, <laughs> it is Journey through Limbo um, because yeah. we're going through Limbo. So here's here, here's a quick uh, comic education for you, Brian, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the how magic stepping discs work is she teleports people through Limbo to things to other places. So she can teleport from one place to the other by going through limbo to get to the other place, right? Yeah. So she has to go through the hell dimension to get there. So she transports people through limbo to get there. That's why they they when you play the card, they are incinerated once they've been moved because they have gone literally through limbo. So does that mean that so, like, I don't know how familiar you are with the game Minecraft. <laughs> Not at all. But uh, you can go through a portal to hell, which I think is an interesting choice for a, a game for kids with Lego blocks. Uh, but you you basically can go through a portal into hell, and then you can walk through hell and then come back out at a different spot. And I have to imagine there's some sort of plagiarism involved there. Yeah, yes, there... One way or another, there's some sort of plagiarism, but that's yeah. neither here nor there. Okay, so welcome to our podcast about Minecraft. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this is the um, the second week of our um, of our illustrious adventure. Um, that said, we have a few notes from our first cast that I need to bring up. First and foremost, hopefully, as you're listening to this, you can tell that our audio quality has gotten better. Um, I know that last week we had an issue where Brian was much louder than I was, so we've worked on our volumes, um, we've tested it a couple times, we think that we're close to being as even as possible. Um, I will, hopefully, um, once this is done um, and posted, hope, I'll be listening back and hopefully we can get that um, under control. So, I, we do appreciate the feedback that we received over that. Second, um, the second thing that we need to address, during our discussion last week, we made the Brian made the point that Black Cat could not steal the opposing herb from someone. That is 100% not true. Black Cat can steal the herb from um, from an opposing uh, character. Um, so Black Cat and Enchantress can as well. Then the last note that we need to get out of the way, the last little bookkeeping thing before we get into our podcast today, um, is that when I was talking about characters to include in a roster, not including the, the Midnight Suns roster, a character that I should have brought up that is an excellent addition is Mystique. So, mm, yeah. Mystique, if you use the Siege of Darkness card during Mystique's activation, obviously she can't pay for it, but your opponent does not get reactive superpowers, Brian. Yeah, in general, the in general, Mystique's stopping of reactive superpowers is pretty relevant for yep. a lot of game plans. Well, do you remember when I when we played a few weeks ago and I killed Moon Knight on the Siege of Darkness turn with Daredevil? Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have happened if it was underneath uh, if it was under Mystique's activation. 
Because I would not have been able to react to attack you back. Uh, I mean, I am always looking for an excuse to play Mystique. Oh, me too, bud. So there's there's another reason. So I wanted to wanted to give you that input. So it's just something to ponder about on your roster. But also, actually, actually, you forgot to mention in the list of characters that could steal stuff. You forgot to mention Quicksilver. Ah, ah, my bad, my bad. There you go. So that nerd. Dingus. Um. I'll just take that L. So, um, all right. Well, I think that covers our bookkeeping segment here. Um, Brian, I, I hear that you have a commercial for us, a quick commercial break. Well, yeah, because otherwise, how are we going to pay the bills and keep doing this? I mean, you know, Accurate. we got to get bit. We, we have to maintain this weekly schedule until we really blow up and then we'll never do an episode again. Right, right. That, that's how that goes. Uh, but of course, as always, this show is sponsored by CerebroMCP.com, the all-in-one reference and list builder. Unless you need the card for the hand ninjas, then tough luck, idiot. Uh, make sure to use coupon code JUSTY15 at checkout so that Brad has to add a web store, which will be really annoying to deal with. And disclaimer, CerebroMCP.com offers no products and is completely free to use. Once again, that's CerebroMCP.com. Cerebro doesn't start with S. C E R E E R O bruh mcp.com. All right. Thank you for, for that brief break, Brian. Um Yeah. And no, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna, you know, do that again. We're not we're not gonna cut that and Try to do it again. It wasn't oh. embarrassing to screw up in the middle or anything. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I promise that I will cut out you misspelling Cerebro. I don't believe you even a little <laughs> bit. All right. So, um, all right. Yeah. No, that, I, I guess now we can move on to our uh, our list portion of, of the uh, segment. So uh, this is where I turn the reins over to you. Um, have at it, boss. Okay, I mean, what what affiliation are you bringing today, Jason? So today, I I've decided to talk about X Force. X Force is um, the affiliation that I've been playing around with the most lately. Um, I just hit the ten game threshold on uh, on um, Longshanks with them, so I'm uh, I don't know. I'm pretty interested in X Force right now, so. Yeah, obviously that has nothing to do with the recent release of X twenty three. She is my second favorite character. So yeah, and I like in comics period, she is my second favorite character. So it made it a real easy sell for me, especially because she's she's pretty good. So. Uh, okay, so obviously we got to start with Cable. Yes, Cable is my first character because he is the leader. So Cable. Um, is a lot of fun. Um, I it took me a while to get the hang of Cable. When he first came out, I thought that he was a beat stick, run in your face, attack like Magneto, right? Um, I, mm. I was fresh off of playing Brotherhood, and I would get him killed a lot because I was kind of just throwing him in in the thick of things, whatever. Um, and it took me a very long time to realize that Cable is kind of a backline harassment piece with that range five gun um 
once I figured that out, I've I've really come to enjoy Cable, and I think that the recent releases have allowed him to allowed him to play that play style that that sit back and pick people off and set up uh, kills for other people. I think that the, that the recent releases with X twenty three and Honey Badger, which we'll talk about, um, I think that allows him to be the piece that he needs to be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big Cable fan. Um, I, I think that he's a lot of fun on the tabletop. Uh, his yeah. telekinetic shield <laughs> synergizes well with every single um, X Force character. So yeah, I hear extra uh, defense dice is good. Yeah, it doesn't suck as the kids say. So. Yeah, I can say that uh, you know as much as you may have had as much fun rather, as you may have had with Cable, I have had the exact opposite. That dude is the bane of the, he's absolute, the absolute bane of my existence. I can't even talk straight. I'm so like, I'm so seething with rage at that range 5 plasma rifle ruining everything. Oh, I know, I know you love his range 5 plasma rifle. Ugh. It seems like I always get my wild against you. Um, so you're uh-huh. always incinerated. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I know Cable's your bro. Yeah, of course. So let's move on. All right. So my first affiliated character, um, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Um, It's X-23. So I mentioned earlier um, a big motivating factor for me to want to go back and play X-Force now that she came out is the fact that she is out. Um, She is my second favorite character, um, period. We'll be talking about my favorite character soon. but she's my second favorite character, comic-wise. Um, I'm a big Laura Kenny fan. Um, so I really wanted to find a way to play her and highlight her. And I think that she plays really good in X-Force um, with a whole bunch of characters that I really enjoy playing. So being a three-threat, um, getting her to fit in, really, really synergistic, and it's really good. So she's my first affiliated three-choice for the roster. And and that makes a lot of sense because I don't see really any time that you don't bring X twenty three. Like she's got Well she's got all these pierces, all this crazy stuff, like Yeah, and she so for me, she is the reason for me to play the affiliation, right? So my list starts with eight points. I'm playing her and cable, and then I build the rest of my roster, right? Um yeah. and really it's ten points. We'll get to the other two points here in a second. But she is, she, she's the character I want to play, so that's what I play. But I, I think that most X-Force players now, that's probably where your list starts. Um, you start with her. Um, I think that she's very, very good. Like you said, she's the, the pierces on both things. She's highly mobile. Um, what's cool is you can, we'll talk about tactics cards, but it's really easy to get a claw rush to give you that medium move on top of an attack. So it's really easy to claw rush at the top of the turn to set up the second attack being an, an adamantium slash. She's super mobile. She gets all around the board. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge X-23 fan. I can't, uh, can't speak highly enough about her, but the, there were a lot of problems, you know, when Wolverine came out, um, and we'll talk about him. Yes. Today, but when he came out, it felt like there were missing pieces, right? And her having assassins training to reroll one one die is such a huge mm-hmm. like game changer for that playstyle, right? So, um, I mean, it's pretty indicative of how good X twenty three is that they included the Wolverines to try and convince you to still play Logan. 
whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't be hating on Logan. We're going to talk about my boy Logan here in a second. So don't be hating I'm just too saying, much. I, I don't see a world like if we're looking just in a vacuum, man is X-23 a strict upgrade. Which, I agree. Let's just, <laughs> let's just say that's comic book accurate as but, well. Exactly. She's the true Wolverine. I'm, the only thing, my only complaint about this character is the fact that they did not make her also a Wolverine, except in that tactics card. But whatever. That's neither here nor yeah. there. We'll talk about that later, too. So Yeah. Okay. Well, ne- next character. But anyway, the, the last thing I want to say about her is that she is ridiculously consistent with her damage output. Between the Pierce, between the reroll, if you stack her Assassin's Training reroll... With the X-Force reroll, she is ridiculously consistent, especially when oh, you yeah. start taking away defense dice via Incinerate and via other things, maybe like Ankle Biter, which is a nice segue. Look, we're, we're professionals. One way into this, and we are professionals. So um, the next character that I would like to talk about is Honey Badger. Um, that is, I, I talked about having really a 10-point core in my X-Force lists, and that's really what it is. It's... Um, it's Cable, it's X-23, and it's Honey Badger. That's my t- first 10 points I start with every time. So, um, she has a couple well, of abilities. Especially when what... Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to mention, because the, the passives, you know, their mobility comes from each other. Yes, that's that's an important ability to bring up. Let's go ahead and talk about Big Sis and Little Sis. They both have it. I'm going to read it off of Little Sis and then tell you how, um, which is Honey Badger's ability, and I'll tell you how it, it changes. Um, a, um actually, actually, it's pronounced Little Lil Lil Sis. Oh, Lil Sis, gotcha. So, <laughs> oh god, Lil Sis on Honey Badger's card says if an allied Laura Kenny is within three of this character. Um, is damaged by an enemy effect. After the effect is resolved, this character may advance medium toward the character that damaged Lara Kenny. This character may move only once per turn as a result of the superpower. Lara, X-23, has the same ability called Big Sis, which is the same thing except if you damage Honey Badger, Lara gets to move medium towards the character that attacked Honey Badger. So, it kind of helps them get around the board. Now, that really synergizes well with two other abilities that Honey Badger has, right? So first we have Mm -hmm. Too Dangerous to Ignore. This is a two-cost reactive superpower. So it's a reactive. You won't be able to do it to Mystique. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so it's a reactive superpower. Um, When an enemy character within two of this character targets another allied character with an attack, this character may use this superpower. This character becomes the target of the attack regardless of range and line of sight. So it's kind of a bodyguard, but you have to be within two of the attacker. Now, here's the other annoying yes. thing. She has a passive superpower called Ankle Biter. This character cannot contest, interact with, or hold objective tokens. Additionally, when an enemy character within one of this character is attacked by another allied character, the enemy character rolls one less defense die. So that starts to synergize really well with X-Force. You have Cable doing putting incinerates on people. Then you have her being within range one of a character because she gets there because of big sis, little sis, right? Um, and also you just skyrocket her up the table um, and into somebody. You want, her, you want her to be close to somebody anyway for too dangerous to ignore. So she gets within one plus the incinerate. Now they're down two defense dice. If they're only rolling three defense dice, typically speaking, then they're only rolling one. 
So Laura is rolling five dice to their one on her regular claws. With slash. a pierce. With a pierce. And two re-rolls. There's where your consistency comes in. Anyway, it's a pretty brutal core. I really like it. Um, the other thing that I really want to um, call out is Honey Badger Spender. She does have an elusive trigger on it where she can move medium if she rolls a wild. So she, she has pretty good mobility as well. Um, both of both of those characters, I should mention, also have healing factor. Um, that that uh, we'll come back later with some things that I'm going to talk about. But yeah, right now no, personally, I, no, go ahead. Sorry, I hate to keep interrupting. You no, we're because, good. Uh, so I do have a problem with Honey Badger. Okay, what's your problem? It's it's this is gonna come out of left field, but I have a problem with the passive being named Ankle Biter. Okay. Because there is an indie horror film from the I want to say the late nineties called Ankle Biters. Okay. Which is uh it's a horror film about vampires that are little people. Oh. And it's horrendously offensive. But yeah. also really funny. So that's 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 what you think about. Gotcha. That's um, my brain immediately goes there, and it's not good. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's. Uh, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I'm sorry that that I mean, is the case. I mean, otherwise, I don't think you have an affiliated to that does so much. I I would argue the honey badger is like tied for the best two in the game i really really like her um i i'm a i'm a huge fan and the more that i play her the more that i like her um the the, the more that i think that she is really really good so poor so in our group we have two jasons um and we used to play war most of us used to play war machine so we have um, a naming convention. I'm Jason Prime, and he is Epic Jason. Um, so, he's playing against Epic Jason the other day, right, Brian? And yeah, he he was so upset because everything he did. So, like, he he kicks. He does a. Um, I have four power on. Um, no, I have three power on Honey Badger. Right. He does a kick with um with iron fist right he does the mm -hmm. flying kick because he's wanting to place well i do the two dangerous to ignore he does one damage i get my power back right so now i'm back at two power he places within one tries to do the iron fist on x23 <laughs> and i oh. too dangerous to ignore the iron fist he does a bunch of damage, obliterates her, <laughs> but it was so worth it, and he was so mad. <laughs> so anyway, he he is he's now on team uh, team uh, Honey Badger's really really good. Um, but it was that moment that I I realized, hey, there's a lot of little cool things that I can do with her. Um, anyway, I just felt the need to bring that up. That was when I was playing X Men, though. I wasn't even playing X Force with them that day but um well anyway. i mean you know we all make mistakes and if jason's listening which he did waste his time listening to the last cast um <laughs> hi jason 
So we gotta we gotta get him on sometime oh, soon. For sure, for sure. Um, we'll, we'll have him on soon. Uh, we we have a loaded schedule coming up, but we're we're gonna get him on soon for sure. Um, I know mm. that I know that he's gonna want to come on and talk about Tony Stark. So, Ugh. so we we, we got to amp ourselves that up guy. That. that that might be the deal. Uh, right but. Yeah, whatever. Stinking Jeff Bezos looking goatee wearing. <laughs> All right. So let's let's get back on track here. So um, I'm going to go over my last affiliated three option. Yes. Um, so my last affiliated three choice is Domino. Domino is just a solid character. She's pretty tanky. She synergizes in that way because she's she's decently tanky. What I like about her oh, is yeah. she's differently tanky from the other characters. So just be- the other characters that I like to play are healing factor characters. Um, so when you put her on the, in the list, it's another type of thing that you have to deal with, um, but it still synergizes pretty well. And it also synergizes well with Cable, who is able to just add those layers of defenses um, to her as well as himself, as well as the other healing factor characters. So that's kind of the the reason I like Domino, and she's just really solid. Um, she's she can deal more consistent damage. She fits that theme, right? Yes. And she gives you access to energy attacks, which you don't really have. Right. That's another big one. Outside of Cable, I don't have a lot of energy attacks. So, so giving giving me access to that. The grenade bounce is another incinerate. It's also a guaranteed mm-hmm. incinerate. So she's just really solid all the way around. All right. So I have two more affiliated options. Um, let's go over those quickly. My first, so they're both fours. These are my two fours in the list. So my first one is Wolverine. It's it's Logan himself. Um, so Logan is a character that, especially in X-Force, I hated playing for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I started playing him again when the new X-Force stuff came out, right? And I started as a joke, yeah. honestly. I, it was honestly not not as a joke, but just as like a a fun like fluffy thing to do because I like the comic books and like I said, I like Lara Kenny a lot, and she likes to team up with Logan as many times as many opportunities as many opportunities as she gets. So if I really wanted to be true to the character, I felt like I needed to put him in the list, and lo and behold, having her and Gabby in the list has made him just feel so much better. And I think what it is, is a lot of those tactics cards that it took to make him good, you were taking just for him before. Now I think all of them are good for both Gabby and Lara. So I think it just makes it better to take those cards. And now you have all of these different characters to choose from to play them on, right? Yeah. So I really like him in the list. Um, being able to Berserker Barrage turn one with a no matter the cost is pretty good. Um, he's a pretty good target for, if I'm not using Cat and Mouse for uh, for Cable, he's a pretty good Cat and Mouse target. Um, I'm a pretty pretty big Wolverine fan these days, bud. I will say also, he's gotten like a, I think this is the case for X-23 as well, they got a soft buff in AMG saying we're not doing unlimited size throws anymore yeah i agree uh meaning adamantium skeleton is way more significant than it used to be yeah yeah now it it is tough so it's a it's a two-edged sword right because if they are thrown 
then they um so here here's the thing there's there's two different things to think about so like Wolverine um his adamantium skeleton is actually worded differently from X23's hmm okay so X-23 says, when determining if this character can be thrown by an effect or special rule, or when it is colliding with another character or terrain feature, um, this character counts as size 3, right? Yeah. Wolverine says, when determining if this character can be thrown or pushed by an effect or special rule, or when it is colliding with another character or terrain feature, this character counts as size three. So Wolverine's is when being pushed as well. X-23's mm. is just being thrown. <laughs> so those are important things to note um, because they are, and that's kind of annoying that there's that little slight difference, but it is slightly different. Um, but that being said, um, you do have to be careful because it is a two-edged sword. Um, it's nice that they can't be thrown unless it, you have a size 3 throw. But it also means that when somebody does have a size 3 throw and they're being thrown into friendly things, they also count as a size 3 character being thrown at you. So, um, Yeah, but just like, just like dodge. It's right. not that hard. Yeah, just, just dodge yeah, just... or we'll talk about the tactics cards that I choose because of it. So. Yeah, like what's your what's your problem, man? Just like roll just roll just, good. Just brace. What's bro. your deal? Just brace, bro. Yeah, just brace. Yeah, <laughs> Every time. Um <laughs> anyway, so but again, I really like Wolverine. Um he synergizes well with the other characters that are already in the list, mostly because of his healing factor, um, which is kind of a sub theme for the list, right? Which brings me to my last mm-hmm. affiliated option, which is another healing factor character. It is Sabretooth. Um, Sabretooth just gives me another four, so it gives me some flexibility if I want to choose between him and Wolverine. He's a long mover. Um, he also can he has a counterattack ability, which is nice since the X-Force reroll is once per turn. It gives me the opportunity to get more of those rerolls, if that makes sense. Yes, and once again, you've got another Bleeding Pierce on the Wild. Yep. Like... There's a lot. There is a lot of just damage. Oh yes, and if you ever get to do a no mercy, so if he is damaged and he's he, he has two or three damage on him, um, he gets to add. So he gets to add a die if you use no mercy. It's three cost superpower during this the next attack. This character makes this turn add one die to its attack roll for each um for each damage the target character has to a maximum of three. So, if the target character, let's say you're attacking a Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that he has a bunch of damage on him. You can no mercy for three, and you can add three dice. So if, if you're loaded up on power, let's say you flipped and you have seven power on you or whatever. Um, you can do a no mercy into a Savage Predator, which will likely get you your finisher trigger, so you can get mm-hmm. three attacks in a turn, right? So, he's really good. Um, he can ramp up the damage quick. Um, I also like his mobility. He's another character. Oh, yeah. His, his aggressive being able to move towards you after he suffered damage synergizes really well with his untamed force. Um, I He's a character that I really disliked when he first came out, but the longer that it goes, and I, and I still don't really enjoy playing him in Brotherhood unless I'm playing Mystique um, as the leader, 
but in X-Force, I really enjoy him because he just, again, synergizes really well um, between like his in-your-face style with uh, all these other in-your-face characters. He has high mobility, and he has he has healing factor, which is really nice. So, Yeah, people sleep on a long move. Yeah. They really do. Remember that game that we played way back when? Back when Brotherhood only had four characters, and he grabbed two cubes and double moved away, and there was nothing he could do about it? Oh, yes, I do. I do remember <laughs> that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't hate him as much as you do Cable, so. No, no. Well, because, like, it's kind of funny imagining Victor Creed run, like, with two cube, with two cosmic cubes under his arms, just, like, <laughs> taken <laughs> off, you know? It's just a funny image. It's like he robbed a bank, but instead of, ban- like, money <laughs> yeah. coming out of the coming out of the bags, it's, like, cube fragments, and he's just, like, running away, like, oh, snickering. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and they're and you're just yelling after him, like, get back here and fight me. And he and he won't. Wolverine busts out of the bank. Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's what people listen to. That's a crossover. That's a crossover joke. That's a, that's a, you got a MCP joke and a 40K joke in one. That's, that's just value. <laughs> Do what I can. Um, we are two for two. I did that last week too, weirdly enough, with the brother reference. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I didn't realize I think about 40k that much. That's embarrassing. Okay. So that that wraps up my affiliated options. I only have four more options in the roster and they're all unaffiliated. So, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. I've hinted at it a few times this episode, but we'll go ahead and talk about my favorite comic character. So, if you can't tell from the name of our podcast, um, my favorite comic character is Magic. Um, the so I've included her in this list mostly because I just I love Magic, but she's also a very damage oriented character. So putting her in X Force synergizes pretty nicely because she she can utilize that reroll pretty well. Um, she also has high mobility. So if I need a let's say I only have three a spot for a three-cost character instead of a four, and so I can't get Sabretooth into the list. It allows me to put her in there as a low-cost ob- objective grabber. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I just really like magic. Um, she also gives me access to easy mystic attacks because it's my only other mystic attacker in the list is Cable, and his is an area attack. So yes. adding her and gives what me a I'm- couple couple good ones what a mystic attack it is soul sword i mean if you got if you have to pick like only one mystic attack to bring in your toolbox soul sword is not bad at all yeah it's really really good um dark child is really really good um Mm -hmm. so i i don't know she's just a solid character um she's they, they did a really good job with her we are two for two in talking about her which makes sense because, uh, I mean, it's the na- our podcast namesake, right? So, do we should we make a rule that you have to like if you bring a list onto the show, it has to have magic in it? I don't think that it should be a rule, but I think that it should be heavily encouraged. And I I think that at this point, if they don't include her in the list, one of us has to make it as a recommendation, just because it's our bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's magic. not a record. 
it's not a requirement, but we'll be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, we will look at you judgingly. So it's a it's a it's an expectation. It's like a you know it's a black tie event, but you don't have to dress fancy. Right. It's just expected. Yeah. It's like showing up to the Hellfire Gala and jorts. Which, man, man, aren't those Hellfire Gala covers amazing. Dude, that Laura Kenny outfit, though. Like, did you see who it? cares about... I did, yeah. Oh, like, who gorgeous. cares about the Met... People talk about the Met Gala every year. Who cares? But, the Hellfire Gala is popping off. Dude, that is, that is like... I, I'm so glad that that's a yearly thing now um, in comics. That's, that, that's going to be my, like... I don't know. I love it. I love the outfit thing. I, I care about fashion one time a year, and it's for the Hellfire Gala. And legitimately, like, for example, Cyclops, I just kind of wish that was his costume all the time. Dude, there's so many of those that it's like, why can't that just be their costume? Scarlet Witch has one for this one, mm, but I'm yeah. like, I hope that's a preview for her for a future costume. But, anywho. Just... Uh, Magic's costume for that is ridiculous, by the way. Did you see that? I don't think I saw that it one. It tunes into, like, her Dark Child um, persona. So, like, it has the hooves and stuff and, like, the horns. It's <laughs> okay. really, really yeah. cool. It's really cool. But anyway, so, yeah, Magic. Magic is good. Uh, spoiler alert. So, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, the only thing about magic that I have a problem with is that every time you play her, um, you, like, pull coins out of people's ears, and it's kind of obnoxious. <sighs> Listen, welcome to Journey Through Limbo, <laughs> one dad joke a podcast, guaranteed. Um, anywho. <laughs> All right, so, my next unaffiliated option um, is more of a general option. So when I build lists, I like to have at least two two threat characters for flexibility. I took Honey Badger to be my more aggressive two threat, plus she's affiliated. My unaffiliated two that I chose was Toad, so I could strike the balance um, and have an objective grabber. It also means that I have a dedicated objective runner at two threat, three threat, or four threat. So depending on the threat value, I can take either Toad to be my two threat objective runner, Magic to be my three threat, or have... Sabretooth would be my fourth threat objective runner. Yeah, Toad's pretty good. Toad's good. Turns out Toad's good. Also, he brings Incinerate on a stick, um, which is another... Yes, that's true. Another synergize with the list type thing. So, I like Toad. Turns out Toad's good. It's hard for me to build <laughs> a list without Toad. So. Yeah, I, I imagine it's the uh, the physical similarity. Wow. I don't know oh, if that's a short bro. joke, a tongue joke, a like, I look like a troll joke. Um, I don't know what level of joke that is, but you got me. Bro, you got straight God, dude. I, I got God. Absolutely annihilated. I got God. Oof. Bro, bro, I'm, gl I'm glad that you're talking about incinerate so much because you just got burned. Oh. Ah. Oh. Just go ahead and bury me here. <laughs> all right all right hey. so toad i look like him whatever um let's go ahead and slippery on away from that one yeah um, you have a better haircut at least yeah that's true um 
right. So my my next choice is Mystique. So I really like having Mystique, um, just because she's really good. Um, but the and also I love Mystique. I love Mystique as a character. Um, she's kind of tanky. Uh, she has stealth plus martial artist. Um, she also is able to bring deception as a tactics card, which is really good for this list when I'm trying to play some of these um, heavy hitter characters that are short ranged. Um, her mm-hmm. having deception to bring them in, to bring them into the kill box, can be really, really huge for the list. So, yeah, I will also say uh, the next time that I say her name. It will be the 10th time that Mystique has been said in the podcast already, just this episode. I've been counting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, let's not even mention the your, that you pl- use Mystique templates. I, I do use Mystique templates. So we talked about my two favorite characters are Magic and um, X-23. The My third favorite character, well, my third favorite character in the game, comics-wise, is Mystique. Mystique could be ranked anywhere from my third favorite character to my fifth char- favorite character at any given moment. Um, I love Mystique. She is, um, like you said, I have Mystique templates. I love Mystique so much. Um, and I include her in so many of my lists. She's in basically every roster I play except my Convocation roster. So Yeah, but that's only because you literally couldn't bring her. Yeah, there's no like, there's no reason to play her in that affiliation, but... Anyway, but I I I, yeah. love, I love Mystique. Um, her her shapeshifter superpower, her passive shapeshifter, is so so good. Um, it's so good for finishing off some of those pesky characters. Um, you have some of those healing characters that uh, healing characters, movement characters, characters that add extra dice. Um, she doesn't care about any of that. She's gonna blow through all of that. And once they start playing away from that, around that, and they start hiding behind terrain, you get to blow it up um, and deal damage to them. Like, she's just, she's so good. Plus, she has a her spender auto-stuns before damage is done. Yeah. Like, she, there's, she's just so good. Um, Let's also not forget about the bonkers combo of stealth and martial artist. Oh, it's so good. There's just a finite, there's only a finite, bit of um placement that you can be in that you are not annoyed by attacking mystique because you have to be within range three to attack her and if you're within range two then she has martial artists so yeah, no she she's so good i i could talk all about mystique i could talk about mystique for an entire episode and i tell you what at some point if we <laughs> if if we have a a week where we don't have a guest, which will probably be a very long time from now. Um, but if, if I'm talking about one of my own lists again, there's a solid chance that at some point I'm talking about a mystique only brotherhood list just for the sake of doing it, just because I love mystique mm-hmm. so much. So anyway, yeah, that's mystique. That's one more, one. Yeah. One more character boss. All right. So, this is the new spice, um, and I resisted it for so long, um, but I don't think the more that I've thought about my roster, I, I cannot justify any longer not having him in. 
that is Baron Zemo. So, Baron Zemo is a character who is very, very good, has been very, very good since the beginning of the game. Um, Baron Zemo is a Nazi. It's like, I'm usually not not down with Nazis. Um, so, I try to resist putting him in my list, but I think that he synergizes way too well with the roster. And the way that I play my core... So, my core 17 has been um, Cable, X-23, mm-hmm. Honey Badger, Wolverine, and I've been playing Domino in that slot. And when I get to play Infinity yeah. Formula, how I kind of... So, Infinity Formula is an important... It's a very important um, scenario in my roster selection. And mm-hmm. when I get to play that, and I get to play it at 17, I've been splitting up into two groups. And I'll have the three um, Wolverine characters going down one flank. So I'll have Wolverine, X-23, Honey Badger, all going up the one flank. On the other side, I'll have Cable and Domino. And they kind of hang out together. Well... I started thinking, I'm like, man, do you know what would make that way more lethal? Is if instead of having Domino hanging out beside Cable, I have Baron Zemo who's feeding Cable rerolls. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I yeah. mean, I know that right when X Force came out, there was that sort of, that like kind of big walking death bubble yeah, list I was playing that, that death, yeah i was playing that death star list that included cable zemo uh domino and deadpool and what was that that was five eight eleven fourteen so that was a 14 point core so then i would play mystique at 17 yeah yeah anyway go ahead your, your point. Oh, uh, I just wanted to remind you because I hated that game. You and did. We, you we did. did that. We did that matchup like four, five, six times. And it was always bad. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I could pick demons downtown, it, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, that was back in the days where we got to select our crises. So anyway, getting flashbacks to some of that, I was like, well, maybe I need to include Zemo back. And I didn't think that he synergized well with the roster, with the new version, because it wasn't the Death Star thing. But then yes. I realized it didn't need to be the Death Star thing. He can just give rerolls to one character, and it's really good. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, you know, Wetworks reroll is not range-dependent. Right. So you attack so, with Cable with his with his uh, plasma rifle, and he gets two rerolls on one of the attacks, and one reroll on the other attack, and that's pretty good. He's incinerating yeah, everything. It's hard to argue. Rerolling dice is pretty good. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, anyway, so Zemo's back in the list. Um, I think that he's solid. So, but that's that. Those are my characters, dude. Yeah. Let's uh let's roll right into tactics because I know there's a couple of I, I don't know if there's a, an immediate segue here. Uh oh the, oh one thing I noticed about your characters is you've got a lot of Wolverines. Well, you've got a lot of Wolverines in the list. I don't mean to disappoint you, but I did not bring that card. <sighs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately, I think we just kind of have to label you as a coward. Oof. Like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. You save that for one of your recommendations. How about that? <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, the, 
part of the problem with, you know, I'm not very good at MCP, which makes it difficult to make suggestions. Listen, listen, you are just fine. And you, you have a lot of, you have a lot of good dojo. Um, your dojo is always very sound. Some sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect on the table, but you've gotten so much better, dude. And don't don't downplay yourself. I don't downplay yourself one bit. I will absolutely take any recommendations that you have, any any thoughts that you have. So, so be thinking okay. through as we're going through these. And I I will I, absolutely I am I am writing down a couple of things. So good. I'm excited to hear them. We'll see. So okay. What card what card do you actually want to start with? Okay, so when I go through my tactics cards, I always start with, and I think this is part of um, Lexo and Morlocks whenever I was on there. Um, I've made a couple mm-hmm. appearances on, on their show, and they always start with the affiliated cards, um, the big like affiliation cards. So that's kind of where I start when I'm building my list. I start with affiliated cards, then I go to the cards that are character-specific, and then yeah. I get into my restricted cards, and then I fill in with the the unaffiliated, unrestricted, whatever cards. So, so what are your restricted cards? <laughs> my, well, I'm I'm going to start with my affiliated cards. Are so, Are you sure? Because I I, I want to talk about your restricted cards. Well, well, I don't I, know about you. No, no, no. Anyway, so affiliated cards, yes. My, my affiliated cards. So I'm only taking one, um, but I think it's the most important one to the affiliation. It's cat and mouse. So the first thing I want to say about cat and mouse, if you've never turned that card over and looked at the card art, I'm obsessed with it. I think mm, that it is gorgeous. It's it's cable hunting some sentinels. Um, it's it is gorgeous card art. Anyway, so cat and mouse. It's a reactive um, card. It it is X-Force affiliated. After all characters have been deployed, an X-Force character may play this card. Place this character within two of its current position. This character cannot make more than one move action during its next activation. So Cat and Mouse is awesome because it can um, allow Cable, for instance, to get further up the board to make attacks. It can also get Wolverine further up the board so he can be in range to to um, move and then a no matter the cost uh, berserker barrage into somebody there's so many applications for this card it's so good um, yeah I, I can't say enough about it I love that card it also yeah, allows um, it also allows Sabretooth to move get an extract and make an attack so it's it's pretty good or make an yes, attack. And- um, and move back or whatever. So there, there's a lot of cool play that you can do with it. And thankfully, because it happens so early in the game, Mystique can't stop it. Right, exactly. You do end up playing only like four tactics cards because of it, but the effect is so huge that I think that it is... Um, it, it's basically an auto-include. Um, well, it's one of those... I don't think there's anything wrong with starting out because, you know... You know, you've got your Avengers Assemble type plays. You've got your Sinister Traps type plays. Mm-hmm. You know, like having a pre, a beginning of the game effect that's usually a movement. It, I can't think of a situation where 
it wouldn't be good. Well, it's always good, right? Because at the very least, if you have no other targets, if I cat and mouse cable, cable's going to be able to attack anything turn one. Oh yeah, and I mean like even we're even if you're in some sort of some sort of weird uh you know, your brain is bleeding and leaking out of your nose, you can like cat and mouse onto Sabretooth, and then when there's long move, if you're on a B, he's at the back point. Yep. There's yeah, the uh, it's hard to argue an inclusion of a card whenever it's always good, you know? Yeah. No, Sabretooth is Sabretooth's a good target for it. Like like you said, there's there's so many good targets for it. Um I just I yeah, it's just good. Um, I'm a fan of it. But it's also fun. So I didn't take Colossus in the roster. He was in it before, um, but I've taken him out. But there's the fun um there's some fun fastball special shenanigans you can do with it. Um lots of cool stuff. So Yeah, but like I assume that you took him out of the list because uh, that way you could go onto the Facebook group and post, you know, fixed cards ten times a day that oh, are yeah. so utterly disgusting and broken that they never get printed. <laughs> Those are always fun Facebook posts. Ugh. Facebook is so toxic. Anyway, so <laughs> that's we don't we don't need another Black Widow. Why did they make another Black Widow? oh my yes it's a fun place all right so let's get into so that cat that was cat and mouse for those, those listening yes, at home that was we cat got and mouse. we've gotten through a whole one card all right so my next card is a character specific card it's jonathan the unstoppable so jonathan is not a card that i take um in every in every set of five cards um, he's only applicable to certain scenarios, but um, and it also depends on what I plan to do with Honey Badger in that game. If I don't think that there's going to be an easy way to drop Jonathan on a back objective, then I'm probably not going to take him. Um, if I can't drop him early on a back objective, I'm I'm just going to leave him out. Um, but it's a nice card to have the option for. So it Jonathan allows Honey Badger to get some objective play where Honey Badger normally wouldn't. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, a great card to have in the 10, not one that I always take in the 5. Also, Jonathan, as a character, is adorable, and I love him. Um, so there was never a question that I was bringing uh, Jonathan the Unstoppable. I really think it was a missed opportunity by AMG not including some sort of Jonathan mini in the kit well it's funny you say that because locally we have a big event coming in july there may or may not be an opportunity to get a totally not jonathan token that's oh oh was was that a plug was was, that a plug i just heard we will likely have more information on that in our next week podcast that we can share with people but um yes that that is a that that's a tease as they say in the biz All right, so yes, I, I added Jonathan. My next card, um, as we're talking about character-specific cards, um, it's Journey Through Limbo. Um, you said it. He said the thing. I said the thing. I said the name. We're in it. So Journey Through Limbo is just another tremendous magic um, card. Not a Magic the Gathering card, but a Magic with a K card. Um, she is... 
it, it incinerates the target, um, so that's more added synergy, plus it can move some of our things around, or it can move an opponent's thing around. It's just a really good card. It's really hard to justify not bringing it when you're taking magic in the 10, um, unless like you have a really good reason not to bring it. So, um, But on that sub-theme, the other, the last character-specific card that I'm bringing um, is Deception for Mystique because it also mm-hmm. adds to the, the mobility shenanigans. Um, it helps me to get either characters off of points, bring them into the X-Force death trap, etc. So if I'm playing Mystique in my um, roster, then it's I, I likely want to have Deception in my five cards. Yeah. So those are all my character-specific cards. Just like that, we're four in. Look at that. Look at us. So it's probably time to talk about my restricted cards, right? Oh, I was actually wanting to go on to the uh, the unaffiliated cards. Oh, do you? No, I'm not. <laughs> it's fine. All right, so um, my restricted cards. So I went Brace for Impact. We talked about that earlier. Um, I think in X-Force with, so, with the two adamantium skeleton characters, I think it's important to bring Brace for Impact because people are going to throw mm-hmm. your things at your things. Um, just because they can't get that easily extra damage. Sabretooth is another size three character. So you've got a lot of big characters. Um, you kind of need to have Brace for Impact. Sure. My other choice is Med Pack. Because these characters are so ridiculously tanky, when people can start to get damage on them, um, they can start to feel like they're getting back in the game. And when you Med Pack them, it, it kind of demoralizes them. Um, Right, certainly. So I, I like to add on to that, for those of you former War Machine players, I like to add on to that miserable Meat Mountain vibe. So, <laughs> All right, so that's six of my cards. So I have four other ones. These are all four of the unaffiliated, unrestricted cards. Um, the first one that I feel the need to talk about is Exceptional Healing. This is one of those cards that's really good with the Wolverine characters, right? So it's a reactive yeah. card, so you can't play it against Mystique, but you can play it against Oh, people. I mean, hey, you know, you can't, sometimes Sometimes you just got to play into Mystique, you know, it's really unfortunate, but hey, what are you going to do? Yep, sometimes, sometimes people play Mystique, turns out, so. Anyway, when you're not playing against Mystique, um, <clears throat> it's a reactive card. When an allied character with the healing factor superpower would be damaged by an enemy effect, it may spend three power to play this card. Reduce the amount of damage suffered to one. Let me tell you how many times since I've got this card that I have played that on Honey Badger. Oh, yeah, dude. It's ridiculous. I mean, People get so mad but because they're like, all right, well, at least I spiked and killed her so they can't bodyguard the next attack. And then you plop this down. It's it's so funny. Um, I love this card. It's great for Lara. It's obviously great for, for Logan. Um just a phenomenal card. It's also good on Sabretooth. When I have four healing factor characters in my 10, it just feels like an auto-include. Um, it might yeah. not necessarily make my five, depending on what my, my roster looks like, but it makes most of my fives. So, I mean, especially, like, imagine the play where someone, you know, we're just spitballing here somebody's brought iron fist maybe uh-huh. in an avenger in an avengers list and they're kind of trying it out and borrowed it out of my bag and you uh-huh. know didn't didn't compliment the paint job but that's fine uh-huh. uh and you know 
Iron Fist into Honey Badger. You know, imagine how frustrating it would be to not only, you know, have to waste the Iron Fist, eight whole power on the Iron Fist, and then hit, get hit with exceptional healing. It'd be so terrible. <laughs> oh, re- man, I'd I feel, feel really, really bad awful. for that hypothetical person. Oh, man, that would be the worst. Yep, can't imagine that happening. Good thing it never has. So. Mm. Yep, lucky All right. them. So, the other card that's really good with the Wolverine-style characters is no matter the cost. So, no matter the cost is great because you can use it to pay for a spender and then immediately heal that back off because of healing factor, right? It synergizes mm-hmm. perfectly with Wolverine. It synergizes perfectly with Lara. Um, it's decent with Honey Badger. Um, it's just a good card. I know you love no matter the cost. I know I don't have to sell you on that, so... It's just really, really good. I mean, no matter the cost, coming to a restricted list near you. <laughs> we shall see. Speaking of restricted lists, I really think this next card is is headed straight for the restricted list the next time we see it. Um, it's indomitable. Mm-hmm. So I talked about my list, the characters. Um, people like to throw them around quite a bit because of the adamantium skeleton. Indomitable kind of works as a pseudo-brace, so I kind of get two of them in the same list um, because it, it keeps characters from being thrown. So, um, except if it's played on Mystique's activation, but she doesn't throw people, so I guess that's irrelevant. Um, anyway. Then my last unaffiliated card. Um, I really wanted another bodyguard type ability for those Corvus things. So like those, those yeah. Corvus matchups. Um, so I took Sacrifice. I mean, yeah, you don't have access to like Heroes for Hire or something. Sacrifice yeah. is the easiest way yeah, to get that I, effect. I, I played around with putting Iron Fist in the list to get Heroes for Hire, but it was really like wonky. Um, yeah. And it was really corner case, and I didn't feel like he's super synergized anyway. It didn't feel great like he does in Brotherhood or anything like that. So I took Sacrifice to um, to kind of give me a pseudo-bodyguard-style ability. But yeah, that's, yeah, those are my 10 tactics cards, bud. Yeah, seems all right to me. Let's go on to the, let's go on to the Crisis. All right, so let's talk about my Secures. I'm going to just tell you what all three are, and then I'll give some reasonings behind all three. Yeah, hit me with them blues. Um, believe it or not, I have three different map types um, in this list. Mm. So I have Infinity Formula Goes Missing, Riot's uh, Spark Over Extremis 3.0, and mm-hmm. Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. So I talked about Infinity Formula. I really like the B-map. I really like it because it's there. we have two secures that are B-maps, this one and um, then there's Mutant Madman. I don't like Mutant yeah. Madman for X-Force because it is pay to flip. Um, and the power, yes. the power expenditure, you really are wanting to use your powers for all of your cool abilities in X-Force. Sometimes it feels like there's a lack of power generation in X-Force. So I really don't like pay-to-flips. Pay so Infinity Formula kind of, kind of won that out. Um, I really like the B-Map because I can my, my list, my 17 core list, really renders itself well to being able to split up well. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I talked about the lack of power generation. Infinity Formula gives me more power for my characters to spend. Um, so I really like Infinity Formula. I really like my 17. I really like everything about that scenario. Yeah. Riot Spark Over Extremis 3.0. Um, I really like the point total again. I like the 17. I have to be careful with how I spread my list in that scenario, but I've gotten 
decent at it. Um, you kind of like faint one way and then come back and you kind of claim half of the board for yourself. Um, and then you, the goal is to win on extracts and then win the attrition battle to get up on secures. Um, but where it really synergizes is you can interact with the console to heal one. So it makes yes. my list even more tanky. So it makes it more difficult to deal with. So it basically almost ensures that I win the attrition battle. There are very few matchups where um, characters, um, where, where, where the opposing team can out attrition me. I think that I would struggle with convocation in that one. But outside of that, mm -hmm. I think that... Um, I think that I win that attrition battle most of the time, so I really like Riot Spark. Um, yeah, and especially this is probably the place where you play Jonathan because you've got that nice little back point. Exactly, I love putting down Jonathan in this list, so or in that scenario. Mm -hmm. He can also it also allows Honey Badger to catch up pretty quickly because of Little Sis. Um, so, yeah, I I really like really like uh, that scenario with Jonathan. Um, mm -hmm. Then my last scenario, like I said, was Demons Downtown. Um, that's a wonderful scenario for X-Force just because of the Incinerate. Um, you have to be careful with how you play it. I thought that I would... I didn't include it in my list to begin with. Um, when I first started playing X-Force again, I kind of took it out of my list. But I yeah. played a game down in Charleston against Brad, and Brad was playing Brotherhood. And he won the role, and he chose his secures. Um and he drew demons downtown, and I was really like, oh, no, Magneto is going to wreck my shit. Um, <laughs> and instead of um, that happening, I played kind of smart, kind of dictated my terms of engagement, and I was able to win that game um, against Brotherhood. Um, I had to be smart about it. Like I said, I had to, I had to kind of engage on my terms, but I was able to make it happen, and I was able to take down Brotherhood, Juggernaut, and Magneto. Um, I actually won that game 13-11 to 11 on, at the end of turn six, but I would have tabled him the, ne the next turn. Um, the only character he had left was Black Cat with two health. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, Felicia. so, yeah, no, it was, it was insane. Um, that made me a believer in Demon's Downtown and made me put it in the list. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think that there are more matchups the, that you can outplay your opponent on Demons Downtown, mostly because like you can give up a couple points on it and it doesn't really matter because each one of those points is only worth one point. It's not I like mean, Gamma where you have to like get involved immediately, right? So. Yeah, and Demons is really like the fighty. Yeah. Like if you're gonna fight, Demons is awesome. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And again, it, all the incinerates. Um, it's it's huge for my list. So, but yeah. So th those are my secures. Um, I really like my seventeen threat lists. I really like my nineteen threat lists. So, it uh, the, the point totals are great. The maps are great. Um, I really like it. The D is suboptimal, but the ability that I get off of the the um, the secures there. Yeah, I hear you laughing about the D. Um, yeah, but yeah, but. Yeah, I bet the D is suboptimal. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time you've heard that. <laughs> so, anyway, those are my skills. Adult humor for mature people. Oh, yes. Rated E for everyone? <laughs> oh, no. Not for, not for everyone. Absolutely not for everyone at all. For explicit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's peep them reds, bud. Okay, my reds, my extracts. So, again, I'll go through all three, and then we'll discuss them. I have Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized Citizens. I have Scrolls Infiltrate World Leadership. And then mm -hmm. I have Spider-Infected Invade Manhattan. Okay. So, Fear Grips World. Um, I'm a Brawly list. Adding more Brawly cards is... Or more Brawly uh, abilities is is good for my list. Every one of my characters likes to have a hammer. Um, yeah. Then there's scrolls. I love scrolls because it um, it slows the game down and makes people play with me. Um, and then I love spider infected because you can only hold one. So there's less of a chance of people gathering all of them and running away. Mm, so yeah. it also characters like black cat things like that can be a major pain in my behind they're not that big of a deal if they can only hold one also the movement the random movement can be good for me um it doesn't really hurt me that bad um i don't really care that um, my characters are being moved by it because i have a lot of movement shenanigans in my list um, also the point totals. So both of those are 17s. I've already talked about me yes. loving my 17s. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. The list really wants to play 17 and up and all of my, all of my crises extract and secures are 17, 18, 19. So. Yeah. Makes sense to me. That's the list boss. So, okay. uh, so I guess at this point we're gonna go to some list changes. Yeah, talk to me about some, some recommendations list. you have for me, boss. So, I mean, we're gonna get it out of the way. The crisis cards, I don't see any reason to change them. Like, there's nothing that I see. These are all very classic, fighty crisis cards. Like, what what more could you need? These are classics of the genre. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I literally uh, put together the best hits, huh? Yeah, like I mean, you know, this is a this is a what is it? An awesome mix, volume one for punching and bleeding. There you, you know, go. there you go. You got that. So, uh, got that Guardians reference in there. I see you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Too bad Guardians but, is never going to be on this show. I, <laughs> I will say that the 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 crisis part of this is the thing that I'm most confident of in the list. I've, I really like my crisis, my crisis choices. Um, I've tuned them quite a bit and I've, I'm pretty happy with where they're at right now. So. Yeah. I, yeah, no changes. Um, let's go to tactics. Let's do it. Um, I know you're a med pack fanboy. Uh huh. This is well documented, but I mean, you're in a fighty list. Where's the bitter rivals? Yeah, yeah, that that's a strong argument. Um, it, what's what's better than being down two defense dice when you can be down three? Um, well, especially when I, if I'm remembering this ruling correctly, because it doesn't come up up very often. If you are down to a single defense die with another di reduction in dice, the attacker gets an additional dice. No, no, that's not the that's not correct. You are you are thinking about guild ball rules. Those are old oh. guild ball rules. Yeah, those are old guild ball rules. So, <laughs> nope. You know, you know that. I'm glad that never comes up then. <laughs> no, no. the The rule in this game is you can never roll below one die. 
So that's just the rule. Oh no, I've outed myself. Ah, it's all good. There are too many games, uh, boss. That that said, this is our opportunity to say R.I.P. Go Ball. Bless up. Oh man, I was literally looking at lamplighters yesterday. I, I I did that Kickstarter, so like I have the files. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. Like my roommate all the time is like, we need to get Jason together and just like get a bunch of beers and you know roll out the old teams again. You know, play some some classic hunters v butchers matchups. Uh-huh. You know, or or fish. It's all fun and games uh, until, until I bust out UConn. Nah, no, maybe not fish. <laughs> maybe you just leave just leave the fish at home. Dang. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's my only real change is you might want to consider greater rivals over med pack. I, that being said, I could totally understand just keeping the med pack. This I, that one is very close. Well, I will say I, I I like that you said that to me because a lot of times, so like whenever I'm I'm looking at my five, a lot of times lately med pack has been left out um, because like I just have too many cards to take. I'll take like cat and mouse. I'll take brace for impact, and I'll do like exceptional healing no matter the cost and like indomitable. Mm-hmm. So I don't even get to take med pack, and my, my reasoning being is because I have so much healing factor. So it might be one of those things where I am better off. If I'm not taking it, I might be better off putting in better rivals. So, And, like, you're playing a crisis that heals potentially. You've got healing factor on a bunch of people. Uh, if you're if you're targeting your attacks correctly and getting your activations in the, in the correct order, most of the time you're not going to need the med pack. That's very true. Okay, yeah. Well, well heard. That being said, there are still totally corner case situations where you're going to sit there with a bit of, bit of rivals in your hand and go, oh, I wish this was a med bag. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. For sure, I'll I'll play my first game with bit of rivals, and I'll be like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But that's all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. Um, This, so that's it for cards. So this one... I think this is a spicy tech. All right, let's here. hear it. So I am, I'm not quite sure what slot she goes into, but I think you want to play Crystal. Ooh, Crystal. That's... Here's the reason why. So number one, Crystal gives you more access to energy. Uh-huh. You can really swap between the types of attacks that she does. She's got beams, she's got punches, she's got a whole big toolkit of stuff to hit people with. Uh-huh. She generates a ton of power. She has an inherent reroll with inhumans. So you now have a third reroll you can potentially stack. Yeah. So you can go like wet works, just strategic genius inhumans. That's consistency. Yes, it is. Biggest thing, uh, if you're within four. They can't shake incinerate. Yeah, that's huge. I think that's a big deal. Because uh, what is it? Hang on, let me look at this. Because uh, I'm trying to remind myself what conditions she puts down. She puts down stun, slow, and incinerate. Yeah, and and her and... elemental empowerment. It's while within three of her. You oh, it's within three, yeah. Incinerate, slow, or stun. You can't remove any of them. Yeah, Which is pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. 
The the trouble is where she goes in, because she probably goes in either that. Honestly, she probably goes in either the mystique or magic slot. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at because I think like Toad is too good to drop. Yeah, and I kind of need him for flexibility because I have a five threat leader. I feel the necessity to have two two threats. Um, yeah, for lower point values. Um, so. And Zemo is the other unaffiliated three, um, and he's mm-hmm. kind of an auto-include, so I think it either has to be Mystique or Magic. Especially, like, you... If somebody drops Wakanda Herbs on you, being able to play Toad into that is pretty much the thing that's going to win you the game, yeah. or at least keep you in the game. It's probably Mystique, honestly, because, like, Magic has the... has She's my other Mystic attacker, and she yeah. has more access to incinerate with Journey Through Limbo. And Journey Through Limbo can move my things or my opponent's things. Whereas Deception only moves my opponent's things. So Yeah, I think that's I think that's the cut. It's, it's gotta be Mystique, which it's kinda cool because Mystique is so she's so well rounded that you can kind of shove her into most lists, whether right. it be something that's fighty or something more attrition-based. I think Mystique leans a little more towards attrition uh-huh. and a little more board control, because she's kind of... She's she's not... She's less attrition. She's just, you know, zone control. Right. But if you're out here punching and you've got, you know, uh, the greatest hits of, of uh, songs to throw down to, Mystique hanging out in the back is sort of suboptimal. Yeah. Whereas Crystal Crystal can kind of get up in some faces, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and make that change. I will try it. The big thing, the big thing I think for Crystal is elemental empowerment. I think that's your biggest draw. I think that's going to get you more value than, like, Mystique disincentivizing people from hiding. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I always forget when I think about Crystal, I on I honestly everything about her out of everything on her card, the one thing I forget about is that elemental empowerment. So mm-hmm. she's a long mover. Uh, so also another thing to note, she has access to all of the different types of attacks. She has an area. I mean it's a tiny area. Yeah. But she has an area, she has a beam, she has physical, she has energy. She's a long move with flight. Yeah. Oh, she's very, very good. There's a lot to like here. Yeah. Let's do it, dude. Crystal it is. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, yeah, man. See, you're over here. You're talking about your uh your your recommendations, like I'm not gonna take them. And I made both changes immediately. I don't even want to hear it. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Whatever, dude. All right, well, I that's a list, boss, and th- those are recommendations. I think that brings us to our second commercial break. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we have to keep the lights on here at uh, Journey Through Limbo. Uh, and I'm going to get the babbling out of my, out of my head immediately so that I don't screw this up again. 
it'd be really embarrassing to scrub two ad spots in the same show. Uh, because this program is sponsored in part by Stark Heavy Industries. Has this ever happened to you? You're having lunch in an outdoor cafe, then a close friend is exposed to high doses of gamma radiation, turning them into an incarnation of rage and destruction. I mean, you can't just trap them in a shuttle pod and fire them off into space because you tried that before and it didn't work. So now what do you do? Stark Heavy Industries presents the Helios Orbital Laser Bombardment Array. Who said the last resort can't be your first instinct? Stark Heavy Industries. Thank you for that, Brian. Thank you for that reading. Thank you, Stark Heavy Industries. And thank you to Cerebro MCP, our uh, other big sponsor. So, um, you're gonna pay. You're gonna pay us eventually, Brad. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yes, we're on the we're on the comics All comics right. recommendation. Well, if you don't care, I'm gonna go first. I'm busting oh, yeah. at the seams to talk about my my comic recommendation. Um, so a big reason for why I love X23. Um, is the all-new Wolverine uh, story. Um, this is my f one of my favorite comic uh, stories of all time. Um, it released in 2015. Um, the, there's an omnibus available for, available for this that I share around to my friend group. I force it on people. Um, the, I, I just enjoy it so much. I'm going to. It is by Tom. It is written by Tom Taylor. Um, the artists on it are David Lopez and David Navarrot. Um, I am going to read the detail section for the number one um, on Marvel Unlimited. It says, "Lauren, Larkinny embraces her destiny. Here comes Wolverine." X-23 was created to be a weapon, and for a time, that's all she was. But with the help of her mentor, Logan, the original Wolverine, she escaped that dark past. Tragically, Logan has fallen, but Lara will continue in his footsteps as a hero. Recent events have her doing everything in her power to keep those around her alive, as violent forces are hell-bent on mutual destruction. If anyone can stop them, it's Lara. She is the best there is at what she does. She is the all-new Wolverine. So... In this storyline, Laura takes the mantle as Wolverine. Um, this is where Gabby, the honey badger, is introduced. This is where Jonathan is introduced. Um, Logan comes and fight alongside her as Old Man Logan as an alternative Logan from another dimension. Um, so, or an alternative reality. Um, point being, so many characters from this list are included in this story. Um, it is the storyline I think of when I play those characters on the tabletop. Um, I highly recommend this story. It is one of my top favorites. Um, I list off my essentials, like recent epics that I've I've loved um, as far as like from 2013 onward. My three favorite storylines have been this, so All New Wolverine, The Visions, and, um, and uh, Hawkeye. So this is, th th this is my favorite of those three. Um, I love Laura Kenny. Um, I love her as Wolverine. Um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. So, anyway, sorry, I'll get I off mean, my soapbox. Well, there's something to be said about the strength of that run, in that, like, you know, during that time, there were all those shakeups and those like classic uh, characters behind the position. So, like, you get, you know, Sam Wilson as Captain America, Jane Foster as Thor, Laura Kenny as Wolverine. Uh, Ironheart, um, 
as Iron Man. So you get all those shakeups, and Laura's Laura's still officially the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, she still holds the title. Um, and Logan refers to her as Wolverine in the comic books. Um, they they feel the need to remind us all the time, and I love it. Um, she is. This was a time. This this comic released at a time that I was very upset with Marvel and their handling of the mutants. And I didn't like anything that was going on with X-Men at the time. Like I mm-hmm. effectively rage quit reading comics as a whole. Um, but I kept reading this because it was so well done. It was justice was finally brought to the character that was needed to be brought to the character. Um, and they, they, they hit a home run with it. Tom Taylor. I love Tom Taylor. Um, Dude mm-hmm. can dude can write a comic book. So Yeah, and I I can say that after you shoved this this omnibus into my hands, I was like, oh, I always liked X23, but this run is so it is it's so good. It's keep reading, you can't put it down. Every single panel is has lots of great art, lots of great characters show up. Um it's there's some it's, the story selling is so strong that Gabby shows up and within an issue, you can't imagine the book without her. Yep, that's exactly it. She is you immediately love her and want to read every one of her appearances. And yeah, it's it's great stuff. I anybody who hasn't read it, you know, if you claim to love comics, you should read this read this run. All right. That's well that's that is my recommendation. Brian, did you bring a recommendation today? I did. Um so X23 is obviously the the emphasis on your list. I wanted to do something more a more general X-Force book. And I picked Cable and the X-Force from 2000 like end of 2012 beginning of 2013. This book is right, it takes place basically right after ABX, which I didn't read. So some of the things that showed up and happened were uh, kind of jarring, like Havoc and Captain America hanging out, and like Scott Summers having a cool costume. That kind of threw me for a loop, but it is a sweet costume. I do like it. Uh... Because the so the lineup for this on the team it's Cable, um, Domino, Colossus, Forge, and some guy named Doctor Nemesis who I'd never seen before, but he's actually kind of cool. Uh huh. Um, if you are a fan of Cable and Domino, they feature prominently in the book. Colossus deals with them stuff too. Uh. It's uh, unfortunately Colossus is not exactly a compelling character. He's still just sort of doing Colossus things like I want to be good man. Uh, and it's cool because Colossus is cool and eh, it's not that interesting. Um, but it's a 19 issue run and in issue six, they add a new member to the team who is boom, boom. That's a, Wonderful addition. I love me some Boom Boom. You know that I love and me some Boom Boom. Oh, yeah. And there's a ton of... It's it's very classic Boom Boom. There's no ish, no weird issues. Um, at one point, she has a... She, like, does a bet with Puck. 
and then uh, makes him explode and then somehow convinces him to paint her nails. It's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, In general, there's a lot of really solid... It's it's a real B-plus kind of book. It's it's the writing is not going to blow you away, but it's really fun. It's just this romp of an action story. Uh, lots of cool characters show up. At one point they steal a spaceship from sword and it's hilarious. Um, Forge is really solid comic relief. There's like this thing with him and Dr. Nemesis. Who's, who's more of a, more of a scientist, whereas Forge is a mechanic and they argue with each other. And then, at one point, uh, uh, Forge builds a giant monkey, and then Doctor Nemesis like injects a scorpion with like this growth serum, and then they're fighting because they're bored. Uh, but yeah, great, great run, lots of fun. It was uh, written by Dennis Hopeless, who I wasn't familiar with until I realized that he did the 2015 run of Spider Woman. That was a thing that he wrote that was pretty great uh and it was also written uh and drawn by salvador la roca who you may remember from claremont's run of fantastic four yes sir there you go so i know that um dennis hopeless is a fan or is a friend of the jay and miles explain the x-men podcast um jay miles Mm -hmm. liked dennis hopeless quite a bit um so i that's a uh glowing recommendation there brian yeah, it's uh, it's one of a uh, one other thing. Uh, the card art from Indomitable, the tactics card, uh-huh. comes from one of the covers of this run. Ah, oh, nice. That's a nice little Easter egg. Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually notice until we were looking through the cards, like as we were recording this, and I was like, "Huh, that picture looks really familiar." And yeah, it, I think it's the cover of like issue nine or ten. That's awesome. Very, very interesting. Well, then. Yeah. This is always the tough part, isn't it? Yeah. Wrapping yeah, everything the, up. The, wrapping it up. Well, that's what well, we have. A, we have a we have a list. We have recommendations and we have the we have the um, the comic recommendations. I think that's a wrap. So yeah. anyway, the um, just to, just to conclude here, um, we are. Working on getting our social medias set up, um, we do have a um, we do have a Gmail account now. It is jtlcast at gmail.com. I am working on getting a Twitter account set up. I thought I had it set up, but the the tag is uh, giving me a pain. So hopefully we'll have a Twitter account set up for you by next week, so we can uh, we can talk about that. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions, please send them. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to us at jtlcast@gmail.com. And once again, we'd like to thank our um, our host site, uh, Crit Hit Wild. Um, please check out their YouTube videos and their character review audio files. They just dropped an Iron Man audio review, um, which is uh, which was a, an interesting listen. So I highly recommend it. All right, Brian, you have any closing thoughts? Mostly just to warn everyone that if they do submit questions via Twitter, uh, they will be wrong. We, you know, 
in our status as uh, are we influ are we influencers? Don't you you can't be an influencer unless somebody listens to you, right? Right. We have to have listeners first. So yeah, I can't okay. confirm. I I have confirmation from two people that they have listened to our. Oh, oh sorry, three people that they have listened to our podcast. So um, okay, yeah, because two of All them right, corrected that... us. So. Oh. oh, perfect. Okay, that means uh, that means that anything anyone sends to us on Twitter, they'll automatically be wrong, right? Uh, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, batting a thousand—that's that's the quality that the people can hope for. So, what is that? Is that is that soccer you're talking about? That's 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 baseball. The but, uh, ba- baseball? That doesn't sound real. The ball o bases. All right. Have a good night, everyone. We will see you here next week, same bat time, same bat place. Yeah, see ya, nerds.